everybody welcome to the eighth episode of the podcast this is uh yours truly the leadoff man himself the number one batter tachi to my right i have uh, i'm bad number two girl by fat kid oh homes i got batter behind me bad number three what's up everybody it's your boy tits and we're back with another brand new episode of the Delunatic show um Let's get into it. Sorry, he's a little tired right now. He's a little sleepy little bear, but uh, we're going to make this happen. Um, week one, Green Bay lost to the Vikings. Minnesota Vikings, and it was a rout. I think it was 23-7. to seven. Really bad, bad display. Uh, we could have had a, a lot better performance if uh, Christian Watson would have caught that bomb that Rodgers threw him uh, in stride. Could have been a 75-yard touchdown play. Start off the 2022-2023 campaign. Didn't happen. He dropped it. So Let me ask you this. It's kind of a momentum killer right there. Would you, as a player, would you rather have somebody like Tom Brady to yell at you, to tell you to, like, you know, to catch the ball? Or would you rather have somebody like Aaron Rodgers who just, like, shakes his head disapprovingly at you after you drop the pass? I would. Which, one, uh, which one's more like, are easier to recover from? Honestly, I feel like if Tom Brady were to yell at me, I'd rather be yelled at. Yeah. Than give the silent treatment because they gave like him he cares more, right? Yeah, because Rogers gave him the silent treatment, right? Yeah. Just, they didn't throw at him until the fourth quarter, and that was the first play of the of our drive of the Jordan first quarter. Love quarterbacking at that time, or was that later on? They tar- they they said they targeted him. Christian Watson in the fourth quarter. So that remaining quarter, the second and the third, he was non-existent. So I'd rather be yelled at because that shows at least somebody gives a fuck. You know, they care. Is Aaron Rodgers a little bitch? No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, he he has come out and said that he doesn't have time to baby these guys, basically. That even though they're rookies, they have a job to do. That, so what, I'm, what, I guess what, he's just more cutthroat. He what, just yeah. he gets to the point. What does he mean? He doesn't have time. He just doesn't have time. He's not like, dating anybody. Uh, I mean, I'm I don't sure know. I don't have a soccer treatment that he can go on in the middle of the year is going to be beneficial. But isn't he making like thirty nine something million dollars? This yeah, season? I think he said he's not going to change the way he is though. No. That. Those guys are gonna have to change the way they are. He's not changing the way he, he the way he runs things. Well, so I mean, you got a quarterback that he's gung ho, and it's gonna hopefully make the ones better around him. How? But how would he make him better if he's not gonna put in the time to talk or communicate? I'm sure he's communicating. I mean, we we, we don't we don't have behind the access. Uh, I know, but we just see it on the field. I mean, I get it. They're rookies. This is what we expected. It's nothing they're, they're, new. They're, they're making but mistakes. it's kind of like, well, this is what this is what you're gonna get when you draft guys that have played with the guy that's been in the year, uh, the league, eighteen years, and it's kind of it's kind of like, you know, they Go, got they got, got guys their age throwing them the ball. 
that they've been with for four years, so or three years or whatever, what whatever it may be, and then you get you go to the NFL and you go get passes thrown to you by uh, Aaron Rodgers, and it's kind of like different. It's just different, and I I get it. Christian Watson, he's been out with the knee injury, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so. he missed like two weeks. Didn't he miss all the training camp and all the preseason? Yeah. yeah. So imagine you miss all of that. You want to get out there on the field to perform, and your quarterback just just gives you the cold shoulder on national television, and just like basically like showed everybody like, yeah, get this guy off the fucking field, send him to the bench. Yeah, and I as as a fan, and I I guess as somebody that has played, you know, we've played football. It's kind of like for us, I'd been like, oh, I would have caught that motherfucker. Is it real closer? In that situation, you're like. You know, it was just ner- maybe it was nerves, man. I mean, they also said too when they were looking at him, they were they were scouting his ass in North Dakota State that he was notorious for that. Even though he had led FCS or FBS, whatever they were, uh, in yards per catch and uh, touchdown. touchdown, longest touchdowns of the year, yada yada yada. He also had big drops like that, so it's kind of you know it is what it is. I guess we could just. We got to pick up and go. I mean, yep. I don't know. I wouldn't say Aaron Rodgers is an asshole, but it's kind of what you expect when you he when you take somebody when you yeah. take somebody that high in the second round. You expect to if you hit the fucker and and stride in his hands, you expect him to catch it. Because I'm sure they're paying they're paying that guy a pretty penny. So it's not Devontae Adams' money. No, but I mean. He's getting paid. You got to, and you're getting paid to catch balls, and you're not catching balls, and that that just I don't know. But yeah, I mean, yeah, they end up losing. No, because uh, I know Chris said about uh, Ty Brady and Yell. I think it's like in the beginning. I take Ty Brady with Yell. Uh, I'll be watching Twitter about Packers the interview by Aaron Rodgers. They said that, like um, they took Aaron Rodgers. Why you give him? I didn't give him shit. I go talk to him like private, or go eat lunch or dinner. Aaron says, "Yeah, I want. I'm gonna talk to him directly at dinner or lunch. Give my fries, like make a plays." And I think Chris Watson will bounce bounce back. I like uh, that kid with name Romo Dallas and uh, Romo Dallas. He has been. I think he had a good catch. He had two balls. I think the Packers will bounce, bounce back. And then, who else? Uh, Alabama and uh, Alabama and Texas. That was uh, be a new SEC rivalry. Because I go, uh, I pick Alabama and beat Texas. I got Texas lost and then. Yeah, I picked Bama as well. Bama won that game, I think, 20-19, so. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, it was, that, that was actually, I actually watched that game, and it was a lot closer than I wanted it to be. I was hoping Bama would roll into Austin and just steamroll their ass, but. They paid them off. That, yeah, dude, there were some of those calls, man. Bama got away with, bro. That was kind of a uh, sus. Oh, boy, I thought, you know, he wasn't down in the end zone. Well, that was the, the, the but, trade-off was, was that but he if, was, they, if Bama kept yeah, it close, close, they would get some calls. Because in no in no shape, shift, whatever form, is Texas ever in the uh, tier or uh, bracketing of fucking Alabama football? 
Honestly, yeah, it was like it was like Alabama was playing down to Texas's level. But I guarantee, if they played again, like like th- this week, they'd be like forty five to fucking seven easily. Yeah, dude, that 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 game was crazy to watch just be, just for the sheer fact of how close it was. And some of those, like you said, those some of those calls were a little sus. How they got away with it? I mean, the one in the end zone kind of threw me. Because I mean, if they call him, if they call it down, you know, they, if they blow the play dead, that's a safety. Yeah. He wasn't down, but they blew the play dead, so it has to end in a safety. But then again, though, you know, for Texas fans that are like, "Oh yeah, the refs," yeah, I agree with you, but at the same time, it's kind of like you make that fucking field goal from twenty nine yards, you win the game, or wherever he missed it from. You know what I mean? It's just like dad told us during baseball season you got two strikes on you swing at anything close don't leave it in the umpire's hands but uh what's going on in the fantasy world i am currently uh own one own one and one and oh in three leagues lost to christian 158 to 151 that's a help battle that was uh really upsetting um if i keep a certain player on my team i win that game decisively um, got players dropping like flies. I don't know if Kamara's gonna play. Michael Pittman is out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Was expecting a little bit more out of Juju, but then you know you kind of help me and you you know you tell me about Juju. They're they're trying to get him involved. Uh, Kelsey, if he didn't get body slammed or he would have, you know, they were able to push him in on that pitch pass, and yeah, I could have got here. twelve points right there. Because I got Mahomes and Kelsey and Juju, so I'm going full send on the Chiefs offense. Connor, what about you? What's going on? How do you uh, like your team? Uh, mine are good. And, uh, I'm a 2-1 in the league. I won a dash league. I won by six points. And then Chris is in the league, and his wife, Destiny, and she beat me by by eight points. And then you and me, you and me, I won 150 points to 100-something. I'm doing good. I got faith on my team. I'm get my quarterback one more chance and Rogers give him one more chance for he plays in the night if he bounces back. I'm just give him one more chance. And if not I'm gonna put Ryan Tannehill for next week for him beat me. What? You would start Ryan Tannehill over Aaron Rodgers? No one's like if like this this week. Because oh. if huh? if he uh a bounce back this Sunday. Oh you up. gotta you gotta ride with the guy regardless. Oh, yeah, I saw something on your team I didn't like. I saw that you're starting Jamal Charles or Jamal Williams, Jamal Charles. Good lord, uh, Jamal Williams in your flex spot. Why? That's a that you're you're counting on Jamal Williams to score touchdowns again. Because that's the only reason why he got 17 points last week, just because DeAndre Swift would get the team down to, to the one, and they just give it to Jamal Williams. Uh. That's a good question. Yeah, no, because I was been looking, I've been looking through it at night about trusting. I was been looking for it. I could put player I can trust in, put faith, put my faith in or trust in. If they give me don't don't you have Kyle Pitts? Kyle, yeah, I do. Let me um, look at this team. I gotta go see. I saw some stuff. I was like, I, I just don't, I don't know what this guy's doing. Now you can, and glad y'all tell me about that. Let me 
Let me take a gander at your team there, me amigo. Yeah, you got uh, Jamal Williams in there. You got Kyle Pitts. You got Ramondre Stevenson. You got Ayuk. You got Dawson Knox. Hunter, you have two tight ends on your team? Yes, sir. Bro, I would drop one of those guys, dude. Honestly, you don't need two tight ends. Why not? I would I would drop Dawson Knox. I was due for a draft a long time. I would start either IU going against Seattle or Stevenson going against Pittsburgh. Bro, I would drop Dawson Knox and like uh Titson told me, I would either go after DJ Chark or Hey, uh what do you think about Zay Jones? Zay, I actually had to go for Zay Jones or Jamison Williams. Is he even available? He's available. He's he's been practicing. He's getting geared up to start playing. And that's Washington, ain't he? Uh, I thought that was uh, Detroit. I thought Detroit went after him. Yeah, you're right. Who was I think? I was talking about uh, Johan Dotson. Yeah, 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 yeah. He actually had a pretty good game. And Jameson Williams is supposed to be some highly touted receiver. So Nah, bro. He's not available in our league. Jameson Williams? Nah. They already picked him up? Yeah. No, who has him? No, they. I think they drafted him, bro. There's no way. Let's see. He's been injured. We're going to do a little, this is a little different podcast, I guess. We're going to just change it up on the fly. Uh, yeah, 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 dude. Uh, Mojo has him. Mojo drafted him. No shit. I don't know when, I don't know when he's going to be ready, though. There's no timetable for him, they said. But it's encouraging that he's practicing. Mm. Uh, for a uh, fantasy standpoint, Hunter, I would go put a waiver wire in for uh, either... I like DJ Chark, uh, or you could go this Indiana, Indianapolis receiver, Ashton Doolin, with Michael Pittman being out, and that's who I have on my team, Michael Pittman, you bitch. Uh, let me get the... Uh, you, could, you could either oh, go... Oh, fuck that. Hey, go pick up Michael Gallup. Ah, dude, really? You told somebody to trade yeah, CeeDee Lamb. I think... I think... Wait. Okay, this is going to sound blasphemous and like, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I think Michael Gallup is a much better route runner than CeeDee Lamb, so he's able to get much more separation on his routes. Whereas you have to create plays and space for CeeDee Lamb to utilize his speed and his uh, explosiveness. But he uh, route running, like as we saw in that game against uh, Tampa Bay, like the dude just literally disappeared off the field. Cause I'm I'm going, I'm I got a waiver wire in for Paris Campbell. So you me just go. in case, I, you know I I can start him. But I don't know. I thought about going. I thought you know I got what's his name Wilson from the Jets. They targeted him eight times. So he was the second leading receiver on his team. Five catches or why some the shit. Fucking Cowboys go after as a comma as a kuma. Like, I don't know, dude. Is he available? He's available. But is he even like, playing though? Yeah, he's, a, he's on the 50, he made the fifty three man roster for the Dolphins. That, but he doesn't play. That's fucking I mean he had a hell of a preseason yeah. too. So he's just, just sitting there on the on the bench. So you you want me to get a Michael up from No. For you need somebody to help you out this week. That's more of a a oh. stash and see. So but I don't know. The Cowboys are gonna be pretty shit because Dak Prescott got injured. They yeah. got injured and they started throwing shit at him. So that's that's Dallas. Dude, fans, you know one thing that gets me is AJ Brown, bro. I really wish I could have got AJ Brown. I would have loved that AJ Brown Jalen Hurts duo. I hate AJ Brown. 
No, because he already played, bro. Joshua Palmer, you can't get him. Uh, if I drop the tie in from. Yeah, Marvel. you need you need to get. So who do you think Christian Zay DJ Jones. Chark or Zay Jones? Yeah, Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do a little three dollar bid, bro. I was right out talking about that. Yeah, you don't need two tight ends. I didn't even realize you had two tight ends on your team, G. No, because I was I was working way way in draft. Yeah, um, I was working at the. I said I have five receiver. I said I had enough receiver. All right, Christian, how do you feel about your team, bro? Oh, I feel fantastic. Well, yeah, you beat me, you bastard, and you got lucky too. As long too. as they stay healthy, which is the big, the biggest thing for anybody's team. I think I got it, man. I think I got it. Sorry, y'all. I've I've got like two and a half hours of sleep, so I'm alive. Yeah, pretty cool, man. Our wives are out of town. They are currently in uh, San Antonio, so the brother came over and crashed out of my house, which is pretty cool. Guy ended up waking up early in the morning and made me breakfast. I woke up to that. Man, my little brother, that's cool, man. Mad love, mad love. Yeah, that was awesome. And uh, my kid... uh, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is another solid one. See, I remember you saying something about Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, I think they, he was actually like doing... He was somewhat relevant when they had Baker Midfield's bitch-ass there. But Hey, well, what, okay, well then now you bring up Donovan Peoples-Jones. What about Devin Duvernay? He did have like four or five... Uh, I think maybe four catches, maybe five targets. He had two touchdowns. You know, like 40 yards, maybe 50 yards. Devin Duvernay, receiver, Baltimore Ravens. Oh, so the only bad thing about that is they're playing the Jets. Jets normally just suck. But I'm saying, though, like, would but, he be a good opposite no. of Rashad Bateman? I don't think they throw enough. Yeah. Because he, he had four targets, four receptions, 54 yards, Oh, and yards, also Mark Andrews. Right? Yeah. And the guy you're talking about, let's, let's go back to what you're saying. Zay Jones? Yeah. Six receptions, nine targets, 65 yards. Nine targets is huge. That's a lot. That's a lot of targets. Which means he's getting the ball. Look, you know. And Zay Jones plays where again? Uh, for Jacksonville. Because he used to be in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. And wasn't he a first-round pick or a second-round pick? He was a he pretty was high a, pick for yeah, him. Yeah, I think he was like a second-round pick or something. And Donovan Peoples-Jones, you want to talk about target share. This guy was had six receptions, 11 targets, 60 yards. With Amari Cooper there. Yeah, so... I would be, I'd be hey, yeah, Peoples Jones might be. You you said that last week too. That's crazy. I might have to put a waiver wire in for him. You got to look at the target share, man. Uh, when these guys get targeted more than like six times a game, that's well, let's say four more than four times a game. Because four is kind of like you know you're just basically like I don't know getting just getting a a, a deep ball. Yeah. We'll say that. But yeah, when you're getting targeted nine times and eleven times, like that means. You're the guy, or not the guy, but they're looking your way consistently because you have something that they like. So that's pretty sick. See, I mean, like, we were talking about Sterling Shepard last week, and he was just targeted four times, two receptions, 71 yards, and a touchdown. So do you think it's harder to, do you think it's more valuable to draft a a top-end receiver? Than it is to get a running back. Because you remember when they start taking running backs, I was real big and like, oh, dude, the receiver depth is crazy. But then you actually draft, and I got That's crazy. Michael Pittman. I drafted Chris Godwin knowing he was hurt. But then what? I think what really hurt me, honestly, is, you know, and I don't want to say it hurt me, but it could be bene- it's going to be beneficial, is when I took Travis Kelsey with my second pick. 
because I took Alvin Kamara with my first. He was there. I remember I was I was the eleventh pick, and I took Kamara while he was there, because I was like, dude, everyone's passing on him. Fuck it, I'll take it. Pull the trigger. Coming back, literally, it came back around, and I took Travis Kelsey. And I think about that, and I'm just like, man, maybe I could have got Devontae Adams. Yeah. Or I could have got AJ Brown. Yeah, but we're we're talking about. I could have got Kelsey. You know, I could, I mean, yeah, and I, I know that, but it's just kind of like it's hard because we don't play that tight end spot in in Dad's league. But so as a flex, unfortunately, like he's one of the best flexes out there. Yeah, I know, but now I'm suffering that receiver because I got DK Metcalf, and you know, and then you really hype DK up to me, which is he, that's I mean, the reason why I accepted that get? trade. He's not he's not that boomer bust that I was talking about. Four targets is boomer bust, right? He got You're seven catches, exactly. seven targets, exactly forty yards. But I mean, they're Gino, and you know exactly. what? Gino actually looked good that yeah. Sunday night or Monday night. He actually looked really and they good. Probably would have thrown it to DK Moore, like I was telling you. Like the Broncos had two freak fucking plays where uh, and, I, rem- I remember Joe McHale was like, uh, he's a Seahawks fan, and he was like, I was watching the Manning cast, and he's like, uh, this is my favorite play that the Broncos do. It's where they hand the ball off on the one. And then the running backs handed off to the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. But yeah, I mean, and you know I mean if they score those two touchdowns, they go up. You know what's crazy play, is that throw the ball. when I saw Mojo and Zach make that trade, and he got Nick Chubb out of the deal, but he accepted Tyler Lockett. And I had texted him. I was like, you're telling me you like Tyler Lockett more than DK? Laughed my ass off. That's cr- I said, that's crazy, bro. I was like, are you in dire need of running back help that bad? And I had offered him Alvin Kamara. I had told him in the text. I said, I'll send you Alvin Kamara. Uh, who else is on my team that I offered him? I said, I'll, oh, I said I'll give you Alvin Kamara, uh, DK. No, Alvin Kamara, somebody else, man. I had told him. Let me look through the messages. Sorry. Uh, Richard, where is he at? There he is. I said, I get it. Honestly, I don't like DK this year. He said that. And I was like, bro, you like Tyler Lockett more than DK? Laugh my ass off. You in dire need for RB? I'll spice that trade up for you. I'll send you Kamara Harris and Robbie Anderson for Jones, Robinson, and Juju. That's my rebuttal. I was about to hit you up on your first offer. DK and Edmonds for Robinson and Juju. Actually, second offer. So that's I got I got rid of Godwin because he really you honestly know. feel like he's thrown in the towel already. Dude, yeah, he he made, he's his team was he actually drafted really ass this year. Yeah. I think Which is really surprising. These yeah. trades are saving his fucking ass right now. Yeah. They really are. I think I think he was I honestly I don't even think he the trades are saving. I think he's I think he's laying it down. You think so? I mean, I mean, his team's solid. Christian McCaffrey, but he sent away Aaron Jones. But he has Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb now. The only situation he doesn't have is a quarterback, and that's what'll lose you games. McCaffrey and uh, fucking Nick Chubb is that they're both at some point this season they're gonna get hurt, and Nick they're gonna be injured. Nick Chubb, if Nick Chubb and Nick Chubb's usually he's usually reliable. Yeah, he just doesn't catch fucking balls, dude. Uh, he is literally your north and south runner. He'll make a move here and there, but it's it's north and south. 
He's either going to run over you, run through you, or that's it. He doesn't, they don't use him like Kareem Hunt. And I don't know why he's not a PPR machine, but he's not. He's your typical just, your RB1, your RB2, and you're going to get some rushing yeah. yards out of him, that's it. Yeah. Receiving yards, you won't get that out of. And to, uh, to jump ship on the Aaron Jones trade, is kind of, or Aaron Jones this early in the season is just kind of nuts. The best receivers the Packers have are going to be the, their running backs. And that's crazy because A.J. Dillon can catch. Yeah. It's not, I don't think it's, he can't catch it. I guess it just doesn't fit his style. I mean, you would think you've been in the NFL, you know, four or five, maybe six years. Why? How come he's not throwing the ball? Why? They, how come they don't throw him the ball in little dump off plays? I will say this: I'm not an NFL. Is player, he not elusive? But you would think a man of his size would be a little bit harder to take down. I think we were watching it going back to that Packer game, and uh, there was a blitz coming off the edge, and I don't even know if it was a blitz. I think it was just straight up. No, there were, I think it was a blitz because it was AJ uh, Dillon was supposed to be blocking the edge. And he just gets absolutely fucking shredded by a, by a middle linebacker. It was actually by Zadarius Smith, not even a middle linebacker. Zadarius Smith came free, oh, and yeah. he was like just fucking destroyed AJ Dillon. Yeah, he did. Like AJ Dillon, just it looked like AJ Dillon was like six one, like one fifty. The way Zadarius Smith just ran through him. Maybe it was him coming downhill, and you know that not necessarily downhill, but it's kind of like. When you got that momentum and you're going forward compared to someone actually trying to hold a block, I could see why he'd get blown up. But then again, I see why, like... He's a big you're, motherfucker, you're, bro. Yeah, you're, you got quads the size of fucking minivans, bro. And he literally yeah, got... That's he got, he got <laughs> I don't know. Just go watch it. Go but then, to be fair, though, I mean, Zadarius, he, that, that's a revenge game for him. He came out and said that the Packers didn't treat him right. They didn't treat him well, yada, yada, yada. Who knows what happened behind closed doors? I really, really think that we let go of the wrong Smith. Oh, hell we should have kept now. the we should have kept Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith. Preston. I don't even know what happened, but to have Zadarius and then Rashawn Gary on the other side, and then have, I guess Dean Lowry or De, De, what happened to Wyatt? We took him in the first round. Why why didn't he play? Who? Uh, Qua Walker. Qua Walker. No, no, no. I know, I know. Quan Walker, Quay Walker got hurt, but what happened? What What's up with Devonte Wyatt or whatever his name is? The defensive tackle from Georgia. Uh, oh. How come he didn't play? Because I know it's supposed to be Kenny Clark and him in the middle, and those were going to be two monsters. I think he said he got hurt during. during I need to look that up, but he got hurt preseason. Uh, they said they Quad Walker come back for a Sunday in the game, and our backup backer, for, uh, number fifty-one, uh, what's his name? Kyron Burn. He had my ankle problem. Because Devonte Devonte Wyatt. Is 6'3", 304 pounds, bro. And the Packers took him in the first round. So how come he didn't play? Was he playing? Uh, let, me look, let me look in the roster real quick. This is the DeLunatic Show brought to you by Kenny and Tony DeLuna. Uh, Shout out. Valentine's shout out. Babies, me and Christian. Hell yeah, Hunter! I don't know what happened to you. What? What's? What's nine months from February? Now much for February. For 
from a pregnant or yeah i don't know what's nine months was he conceived in like what march april <laughs> i don't know but uh yeah man i don't know what happened to Devontae wyatt this podcast is a little different we hadn't been on this for a little while it's going to be a little different we we actually contemplated making it what just a fantasy football show yeah for the for the nfl season yeah I mean, but then I guess thing, afterwards we one can. One thing I was thinking about is like you're talking about it, like you 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 went for Alan Kamara and kind of got hurt by going for Kelsey. Imagine being the Eckler guy and skipping. And I wish I don't know how ESPN, which is like multi-billion-dollar organization, anyways, because they're owned by Disney, but they don't have the like on the NFL and other uh, fantasy football sites. You can see where you drafted people. It'll show you their ADP and like and where you took them at in the draft. For draft recap, so you could go and see, like, oh, I took uh, Kelsey at, like, uh, 2.4 or something, you know? Or pick 14 or some shit. I don't know. They just, they, I don't know how they don't understand it or they don't have it. Because then we can go back and see, like, where people were skipping. But, yeah, somebody made the conscious decision to choose Austin Eckler over, you know, some of those guys that are that are going off already. Yeah. I mean, you could be that. That could be your first pick. What do you you and- could have been the guy that passed up on Justin Jefferson. Which I know you wouldn't have, but oh no, dude! If I was up there in the top, I'm taking Justin Jefferson all day. Yeah, all day. In the other podcast, I'm taking Justin Jefferson over over Cooper Cup, over Devontae Adams, over Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, over AJ Brown. Oh, I'm taking just Justin Jefferson. To me, is the number one wide receiver in the NFL right now. Oh yeah, we talked about that on the other right now. We said like this guy is going to be the number one, or he has the potential to be the number one receiver this year. In terms of points, he's gonna have a Cooper Cup year. I I've been looking at uh, White. I'm looking at Packers entire roster. It's on and Oh, maybe it's just the scheme play or scheme play. I don't know. They say they say he'd be a our guy. Oh well, I don't know. But uh, yeah, dude, no, I agree. Justin Jefferson is number one this year in the NFL. He's scary. He's I mean, why, why didn't Cups. we put Jair on him? Oh, we did. You didn't see it. Yeah, he got cooked. Yeah, he got absolutely fucking roasted. But I mean, we—he's one of the highest-paid corners. You think, regardless if he got cooked that one time, he'd be mirroring him every play, every play? Because you saw what Patrick Sertan did with DK Metcalf. No matter where DK lined up on the field, whether it was in the slot or out wide, that fucker was on him everywhere. He was contesting everything. Everything that they threw DK's way, Patrick Patrick Sertan was there. Oh, that's why why didn't they do that with uh, yeah, with? Yeah, it comes uh, down to coaching, a personnel thing, or that's an individual thing. Like, I mean, they, is Sertan better than Jair? Are they? Maybe they. I don't know. He held him to forty yards. I think it's like, like I said, it's like a, it's like a, coaching thing because like, the Packers just wanted to play zone the entire time. Yeah, they didn't really want to line up in man. Because they man, knew man, that they or, couldn't match up against Thielen and cover uh, three, cover four, and against uh, uh, Jefferson, so they just went mostly with zones, and they got shredded, obviously, because of it. But I think the Broncos were straight up just playing man on man because they knew the quarterback wasn't that good. So they they were saying they're telling Geno like beat us with your arm because we're gonna play man, we're gonna bring blitzes, we're gonna bring uh, and he ended exotic. Up, he packages. beat him. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, like I wouldn't I said, say by the arm, but. I don't they, know. They that got was a, lucky, that's for sure. Yeah, dude. And then you pay Russell Wilson, one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL, at the position. You kick a field goal. And you kick a 60-something yard field goal. Like, dude, you got to go for that motherfucker, man. It's funny today. He's an our former, our former offensive quarter coach. Yeah, uh, Hackett. Yeah. 
That's terrible claw. Why do you kick people? Just go like you're what four or five, four or three. Go first, yeah. You need call timeout. You think you think the Packers are, are going to beat the Bears? Uh, yes. Yes, I, I just think it's been raining tomorrow. I think the the Bears got lucky against the 49ers, man. I honestly like it's a it's a water bowl, you know. There's not a whole lot you can do in a water bowl. And if you look at some of those calls, they actually got screwed. They actually got hosed on a. a I never even saw the highlights, bro. Like there was plays like uh, drive, like just straight up drive killers. Like they would get like a a 15 yard penalty for doing for something that was just like stupid. Like like they like it wasn't even like uh like. You could say, like, oh, that was a definite foul. It was, like, super, like, oh, okay, like, you know. Like, th- there was some contact on that route. But they would be like, no, no, that's straight up, like, a 15-yard penalty first down. Uh, killing this route. It's just like, man, they got hoed on a bunch of plays. But, no, nah, I don't know. I think the Packers got it, honestly. Sorry. My dog is uh, licking Christian's floor, and it really pisses me off because I can hear her lick. That good. And it sounds I, disgusting. I think, uh, I think we're going to see some different packages and stuff coming from the uh you think you think a pack. Packers receiver goes over 100 yards? I see. Uh yes. Is Allen Laz- uh, Lazard coming back? I don't oh, know. Yeah. I saw something that yeah, was kind of fucking weird. Patches. They said that like some uh Twitter thing was like it Twitter or something, I don't know, it was like Allen Lazard and Next Gen Stats uh was ranked like top 7 or some shit. It was like in terms of separation on his routes and uh he was up there with like the people that have like really good route running, so I don't know. So it's kind of it's kind of like weird. It's like I don't know. So should I hold on to him? No. <laughs> you got DK and Chase Edmonds out of the deal, and then you flip Chase Edmonds for uh, Cordero Patterson. So I really like you had Cordero Patterson last year, dude. He got me. I had last year too. Yeah, you. That's what I'm saying. You had you used you had him last year, and he went the fuck off. They did. So I, I'm actually gonna start Cordero this week. Yeah, Cordero's a nice And that's what sucks. Is I, I, got, I, I got and Jeff. I mean, then you got he, Jeff Wilson for the he next run eight weeks. Pass. Yeah. Catch the ball. If Kamara's out, then I can start uh, exactly. Wilson. I'll probably just start him anyways. But, yeah, man, I, I like this. Uh, fantasy's back. Oh, you know, little side note. Uh, what do you think about Canelo Triple G? Number three. Who takes that? I wouldn't probably say. Canelo. Cause just because Canelo's fought better competition. And you think that and Triple G's been? You think, think he can come back from that? Uh, come back from that Bivol Bivol loss? Well, the thing that was the craziest thing about the whole thing when we watched the the Bivol fight was this: like, not only was Bivol like as advertised, or not even as advertised, he was better than advertised. Everyone thought this guy was going to be a cakewalk. No, this guy was like a, a legit threat, man. And you could just tell that, like, Canelo, like, bulked up for the fight. And he was still fighting, like, how he normally fights. A great counterpuncher. And, you know, he still had great speed. But he just looked uh, a little uh, a little sluggish because of how much, I guess, muscle mass he had put on to fight Bevel. But, no, nah, man, I, I think he's going to be fine. He needs to stay in his weight class and, and dominate those weight classes because going up, that guy, Dimitri Bevel, is just, he's an absolute monster, man. That guy, I could see him chasing some belts in the higher up or in the upper uh, weight divisions just because the guy is just such a great boxer, man. The way that how he's built, like when he goes into, uh, you know, his stance, like his, his forearms to his elbows cover, already automatically cover his head to his waistline, which is insane. 
he's got great reach and he's just a great boxer. But I think honestly, Canelo takes this, gets back on track, uh, and you know, continues to dominate his division. But nah, Bevel was just that was just way too much, way too much. They bet off way too much on that one. Yeah, and I agree. I was you know seeing the highlights and. It was like no matter what Canelo was throwing, it was kind of like just, oh boy, was just taking it. And that's the other thing too. Same, same like, here. He was taking it, but like, you watch that fight, you can you can't name one round that Canelo won. You can maybe name like, okay, I take it back. You can name maybe one round Canelo won, but they still scored that thing like three points off. You know, so I will say that's one thing that Canelo has going into the Triple G fight is he has the judges on his side. So. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe that's where he uh, won a round or two. I go Canelo up to that fifth round. Canelo has uh, Triple G ever been knocked out? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Can Canelo? Do you think Canelo wins by decision or by knockout? I'm going the knockout. I think Triple G is older now, and I think he he probably get knocked down this fight. I don't think he'll get knocked out. He'll get knocked down. You don't think he'll win by knockout? Like no, nah, it'll be a decision, but he's gonna knock him down by decision. Oh, not decision. It's gonna be unanimous, but he's, he's uh, okay. He's, he's gonna go to the scorecard. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'll make a bold prediction. I I feel like you know Canelo's gonna come out. There's been a lot of animosity. Obviously, you know they're trying to sell the fight. This is number three. I feel like Canelo. Uh, he's gonna come out swinging. He you know he's coming off his first loss since Floyd Mayweather. So I think he's gonna come out and prove a statement to an older Best Triple G. So I think he'll knock him out in maybe the the uh, ninth round. I actually say he'll knock him out. He's gonna knock him out in the ninth round. I was surprised when he knocked out Kovalev. So, and he was aging too. The the crusher. Yeah. So you know Triple G's up there as well, and like you said, I wouldn't say he hasn't really fought a, some nobodies, but nowhere near the level. And the competition Canelo's at. Yeah. So I feel like Canelo will probably knock him out in the ninth or tenth round. Ooh, that's good. good one. And, and, that, and that hurts to see. So I like Triple G, and too. And that's the craziest thing, too, is that, like, that the, the talent level that you're fighting. Because Bibble is, like, one of those guys that, like, you know it's not a technical thing. You know that. He just has it. Like, you guys are pretty much absolutely even when it comes to technical boxing. But the guy's, the guy's build is is what sets it apart, you know. He's an actual what was he going for? Like a middleweight? Yeah, whatever was what like was like one seventy five or something like that. It was like one eighty five, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, see and that guy was like I don't know, man. Like if like I said, like if y'all watch Bill like the kids for real. That guy is super dangerous. He's Russian too, isn't he? Yeah. Are part Russian? He's super fast. Those guys are different, man. He was hitting Canelo uh, with counter punches, and he was actually faster than Canelo. And now that you say the counter, you know what that made me instantly think of? Ukraine. Oh, yeah. The counter offense that these guys are going on? Dude, we haven't really talked about it since they've been invaded, but um, I'm actually happy that... They're kicking the Russians' ass right now with what they have. Yeah. And that's crazy. And, you know, I know we talk about stuff. It's always sports. And we dabble in the politics here and there. Not very rare. It's not very, you know. 
our the, thing, but you know, we keep our beliefs and our views to ourselves. But you know, stand up. I stand with you, the Ukrainian people, and uh, they're giving the Russians their a run for their money, man. Yeah, well, and it's I not mean, even like a run, like the. What I don't know if you guys, they're taking it back. Like anybody listening to this is paying it, it paying attention to what's going on over there in, in Europe right now. But yeah, back in February, Russia obviously invaded Ukraine, and it was good. pretty much everyone thought you know it was the mighty uh, Russian army. They're going to take these guys out, and it's just going to be you know Ukraine's going to be annexed. And since uh, since February, there's been about fifty four thousand casualties on the Russian side. Uh, like Anthony was saying, they had this uh, this. Uh, offensive that took part in the northern part of uh, Ukraine to reclaim some of their cities and they've reclaimed about 6,000 uh, kilometers um, in, in just like a few weeks and it's like they've taken back more in the last two weeks than Russia has gained in the entire like six seven months that they've been in yeah. Ukraine and like I said they're at 54,000 casualties right now and I think in the United States uh, for the United States in the Vietnam War we lost like like fifty seven, fifty eight thousand people. I don't yeah. know. No, no, was, no. You're right because uh, when when I was in Normandy, yeah, they said yeah that the Americans uh, we had lost around fifty five to about fifty eight thousand troops in Vietnam, and that was a four year conflict. You yeah, know? that's yeah. just crazy. And, and that's when and that's when like when we started ramping up to go over there and actually committing to to getting the uh, northern the northern northern Vietnamese out of there, but. We really these, underestimated the Vietnamese. Over oh yeah, there, dude. oh hands down. And that was the, some. Uh, what would you call it? Uh, trench? Not. Was it? What is that warfare? Is it trench warfare or was it? It's guerrilla warfare. Yeah, guerrilla warfare, dude. That the way that those, you know, I wish that there was more stories about it. But the stories that I've heard about them playing, people screaming and dying and this and this at night. Yeah, we to keep the American soldiers awake. Man, that. That'd be weird and fucking crazy to hear that, knowing that these people, they they want to die. Yeah, and to go against an enemy like that, man. Well, the, the like we're saying, like these Russians, man, they're, they're experiencing that right now. And in, fa- in fact, we're, we might actually see the collapse of, the, of a Russian nation. You know, it might actually dissolve even more than what it did during the, the great USSR fall. Like this might be the, the well, I don't know, man. The greatest collapse of an empire to date because this is it's unprecedented to see an army claim to be the size of Russia to go into a smaller country and get immediately driven back. Do you think Lose. they sent the best of the best already? I think, or is this yeah, I like this, like this is what they have? They sent the best. The best <clears throat> got wounded. They got killed. So they had to regroup and they were trying to pull even more and more and then eventually they just started pulling out uh just pulling like whatever they could find because they needed to muster up their their lines and uh to you know keep up the uh the the public appeal that these this is the mighty russian army when in fact it's not it was a sheep in lines clothing and it's just it's insane to see uh how much bullshit that the russians were feeding and it's crazy to see the videos on Twitter and Reddit is their equipment is shit. Oh yeah, it's they, they their medals, everything. It there. might be the, it might be the greatest documentary to come out about like the the greatest scandal in in the history of uh, of of modern combat is like exactly like Anthony's saying like the stuff. If you guys watch it, like these guys, 
this isn't they're using like 20th century this isn't even like the 21st like century uh stuff they're using man like this shit they're using is is outdated to to the max and it, it's so bad to the point right now that uh nato uh and the european union and uh, america is literally sending uh supplies over there to just to test out uh what it would do like and in most in most instances of war you send aid to go so you can have your 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 ally or whoever you're trying to supply defend and you know be a thorn in the side of the enemy because they're, they're they're not your friend but you know you're inflicting casualties through the means of of supplies and stuff and logistics but we're sending stuff over there just to test it out because like it's pretty much been confirmed that like our shit is so much more better than their shit that we want to see how many more people we can kill with your stuff. In fact, I was reading on the HIMARS, the uh, artillery system, that we're not even sending our best artillery smart heads over there. The best artillery smart heads are like, uh, they cost like $500,000 uh, to make, or even probably more than that. But they, they, they shoot like almost two, three, four miles longer than the current ones that we have over there, and they weigh like 500 pounds, so they're doing more damage. Holy shit! Yeah, so we're just we're not even sending our be- like our best shit. Didn't know I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought I we were sending the best of the best. No. Holy shit! I mean, I wonder why we haven't sent tanks over there. Oh, because we would. Would that be doing too much? I think if we sent tanks, the Ukrainians would obviously. I mean, they're I mean they're already doing an offensive without tanks. Yeah, that's true. You think? And if if we gave them our tanks. Russia would claim that, you know, we've supplied them with, uh, you know, all this stuff. For technically, we're participating in the war, and they would just, just full-on commit to an, uh, a world war. And, I I mean, it wouldn't work out in their favor because so, they're already getting their asses blasted back, but it wouldn't be good for everyone else. Yeah, the, Euro- the European nations around that area. So you, so let me, let, let, me, let me ask this then. Do you think the Koreans, the North Koreans have a better military than the Russians? And, dude, they're malnourished. Uh, no. Hands down, no. No? They, they, everyone always said that Russia had the second best army in the world. And after this whole Ukraine thing, they might have the sixth, seventh best army in the world. Who do you think number one is? Us? Oh, obviously uh, us. Uh, China, we, too? We spend way too much fucking money. You think China's two? Oh, China has to be two. So who's three? Who could be three? Um, I mean, you could look at uh, the Probably. French, Germans. Uh, they have some really good. Uh, know, like no the five, United Kingdom. They, the, all those, all three of those nations have some really cool uh, weapon systems and stuff. And the stuff that they use is pretty much on par with the stuff that we use here. Uh, I mean, Israel, I would probably oh, yeah. put up there. Uh, obviously, they're surrounded by all the uh, Muslim states and. Or is it Muslim? Is that the correct term? Or Islam. Islam states. Islam states, you know. And they're the only one that practiced uh, Judaism over there. So the fact that they're able to keep all of those other nations at bay, they, they have to have a really good army. So Business Insider, the world's 20 strongest militaries. 20 Canada. Uh, I'm not going to go into the logistics of it, but like, you know, their budget, $15.7 billion. All You know, I'll go into it. Not too much on all of them. 181 tanks. They got an active front line of 92,000. Jesus. 
Number 19 is Indonesia. They have an active front line of 476,000. They got 468 tanks. Germany at 18. They got 179,046, and they got active of 408 tanks. 663 total aircraft. Yeah. 17 is Poland. They got 120,000 active personnel, 1,009 tanks, 460 aircraft. Thailand at number 16. Thailand? And, so, and, and let, me, let, me, let me touch base on this. And this is, this is Germany, would you say, at 18? Yeah, 18. That's because that's a nation that has been pretty much told that they can't, you know, make another, another giant army. So for them to be 18 is pretty sick because the, the two times that they've been given the reins to make an army. They damn near took the world. Yeah, Europe twice. over. They, yeah. they've raged, they waged uh, war on the world uh, twice. So, so Thailand has 306,000 personnel, 722 tanks, and they got 573 total aircraft. But I see zero submarines. They got uh, zero. What is it? That? It might be a secret, a secret idea for Thailand. It'll be submarine. It'll be keep it quiet. It'll be a secret. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Australia is number fifteen. They only got fifty-eight thousand personnel. Australia, fifty-nine tanks, four hundred and eight aircraft, and they're fifteen. Fourteen would is like that. Israel. Um, they got four thousand one hundred and seventy tanks, dude. 684 aircraft. Holy crap. 13 is Taiwan. Taiwan number one. Actually, no, you're wrong, brother. They're number 13. (laughs) They got uh, 290,000 personnel, 2,005 tanks, 804 total aircraft. Egypt is number 12. Shout out. They got 4,000 tanks. It's quite a bit. uh, 468,000 active personnel. Pakistan's number 11. Uh, they got 2,924 tanks, active personnel, 617,000. And I forgot about these guys. Turkey. Turkey's number 10, dude. What? Number nine, you have the United Kingdom. From the UK. The UK. Number eight, you have Italy. And they actually got more aircraft than they do tanks. Tanks, they got 586, aircraft 760. Seven is South Korea. Holy shit. Yeah, okay. I forgot about the South Koreans. South Koreans, they got 624,465 active frontline personnel. Jesus Christ. They got 1,412 total aircraft, 2,381 tanks. Number six is France. Number five is India. And if I'm looking at this correctly, they say the Indians have the, the Indonesia, India. They have 1,325,000 active personnel. I see. And, okay. When we finish That's this. number five. Oh, no, no. I was, I was okay. to finish. I wanna, okay. So number four is Japan. And I knew Japan was going to be up there. The, Japan, they got 1,613 total aircraft. Jeez. On only 678 tanks. China's number three. Like you said, right? Yeah. Or did you say there were two? I would say there are two. There's, I mean, this thing is going off of like terms of like. Now, now, I don't know. Who do you, can you guess number two? Russia. Yes, Russia. Russia is number two. Yeah, that's no, there's no shot. They got 15,398 tanks. They got 766,055 personnel with 3,429 total aircraft, 55 submarines. And number one, United States. United States. They got 
1,400,000 active personnel, 8,848 tanks, 13,892 total aircraft, and 72 submarines. And so the problem I have with the Business Insider's list is like this thing is going off like personnel and like, you know, active, uh, uh, you know, units that they, they can have at, at the ready at the beginning. Like they're not even talking about the, the, the uh, equipment and the stuff and the uh, types of things they have because uh, I didn't hear Ukraine was on. The, I mean, obviously Ukraine wasn't listed on this list. And Ukraine is this is a modern telling of David versus Goliath. And uh, everything that we're seeing from the Russian side is completely outdated equipment. So the fact that they're number two just goes to show you like they were feeding this the entire world the propaganda like they're. Uh, army could uh, could hold on and could go toe to toe with the great capitalist uh, American empire, but it, it could not, hundred percent. And it's just it's just crazy. So so, yes, yeah, I'm looking at something else USA Today, and it's from 2022, and it says the top ten largest militaries based on active personnel and reserves: Vietnam, five million four hundred eighty-two thousand. Oh, they're, ready to go. they're ready to get it on, huh? South Korea, 3,699,000. China, 3,355,000. The Russian Federation, 3,14,000. India, number five, number six, United States. Number seven, North Korea, eight, Taiwan, Brazil, nine, Pakistan, ten. That's crazy how you all... It's crazy how you look all, all that is... Cause there's a lot of training, a lot more people join. All kids, I said all kids about 16, 17, 18. And the highest one is going to join the military. And they even have, they even have the the eight most powerful militaries as of January 2022. Russia, United States one, Russia two, China three, India four, Japan five, South Korea six, France seven, United Kingdom eight. Yeah. See. After That's the, damn near the same list that we just read on Business Insider. Yeah, well, once this once this Ukrainian, uh, well, I don't think it's going to end soon. But once this 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 Ukrainian thing resolves itself, Russia shouldn't. I mean, they honestly, won't be in the top ten. Should Ukraine be in the top ten, or is oh. it are they or is it just because they're doing these tac these guerrilla tactics? Well, I think, is, is it even guerrilla tactics? No, it's not even. It's it's the the supplies they're getting from NATO and from the uh, from the Americans. Now, why is it that people don't want them in NATO? How come they haven't joined already? Uh, because that they knew that the Russians would probably invade them again. And by bringing them into NATO, you would have to... I mean, they're, since they're an, an, uh, an ally of NATO, you would have to respond to a Russian uh, aggression like that in full force. So it would be World War. So oh, okay. by keeping them out, you basically say... But what about those civilians, though? Oh, that's... That's just, just casualties. You just chalk it up. They're just casualties. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah. by by in that length, I mean you're not committed to anything. You're basic. I mean, I mean we're committed to them now because we, like I said, like uh, I give uh, props to Biden for what he's done and sending the supply and stuff over to to Ukraine and to defending themselves because, you know, like I said, everyone thought the Russians were the, the big badass dudes, but these guys are paper ti- paper tigers, man. They're only scary on paper. And uh, by sending all this stuff from the American and NATO allies, like like I said, we're sending stuff over there to test it out, to see what it would look like uh, if we were to engage China in, in an, a conflict and in, in an actual modern war. Because if we if we were to be over there right now, 
this would be like the Desert Storm all over again. We would literally be able, not even Desert Storm, sorry. We would, this would be like the 2001 invasion of Iraq. Like that shit literally lasted like a good month. And most of the casualties that came from that were from friendly fire on our side. Our yeah. army was so was so superior that within like the first week of battle, it was just pretty much just like we steamrolled them, like just. And at that time, I think Iraq was like the fourth or fifth strongest army in the world. So every it was like supposed to be this huge like modern battle of like technologies, the, like and we fucking destroyed them. And yeah, it wasn't close. Yeah. In fact, it was so bad that like our light armor tanks were deflecting bullets from their fucking Russian T90s. And those T90s are they're they're supposed to be the yeah, the biggest be, and baddest fucking notch, thing, yeah. dude. They, At one you, point they were. Yeah, and and they're not they ain't, they ain't no Yeah, aliens. like yeah, and then you look at the M1 Abrams and you're like, "Oh fuck, like the M1 Abrams, that's And then you see the and then you then you hear and you see footage of the T90 tanks that they had and you're like man those tanks are fucking ridiculous and then then Mm -hmm. they take them over to ukraine and you're like hold on they're dropping fucking bombs from a drone yeah destroying these things taking them captive and they're like looking at the metal they're looking at the metal and they're it's just not good bro it's just not good yeah and then yeah so we i mean obviously we're way superior but it's just it's kind of beautiful and it's kind of crazy to see that the russians are particularly yeah they're not what we thought they were they're a lot soft i wouldn't say softer but they're not superior like we thought they were oh yeah no they're they're not at all i mean i mean who knows a fucking candle i mean have they even sent over like their fucking like their their rockets and their and their artillery like we sent over there like to the ukrainians like we gave them the a the the hemars and the artillery the cannons and all this have they even brought that over to Ukraine yet? Or are they just firing from the little towns that they have in Ukraine that they took over, like in the Curzon region? The Curzon talking about the Russians. Region. Have they brought their stuff over? Yeah, have they? Brought yeah, they, the- they've got. They've committed to this. Thing. Oh, okay. And that's the, and that's why everyone is like, holy fuck! Like Russia, like their shit sucks. Like they've brought their stuff, like they're supposed to. Like they, this is supposed to be a full on thing. And no, it's like. Our our weapon systems compared to their weapon systems are is literally like night and day, man. It's it's insane to see. So the military complex or the industrial military complex of uh, the the American and the uh, European unions is insane because it's just like, man, our shit is just so much better. And I, that's the only way I can really describe it because like, and that's even doing injustice to that. It's like, I don't even know. It's literally like if they were fighting with spears. Like yeah, that's what they—that's what it should have been. Because if, if we were to engage them in conflict right now, the only way they'd be able to even remotely stop this is by doing a nuclear war. But in open field battle conflict, if this was just straight up like our nation versus your nation, we're gonna invade. Like we would literally be able to take Russia within a year's time, probably, not even. Do you think of what? And you know. We'll wind it down. I really like the military talk. I, I really think we should put this in here at something, you know, here and there, you know, because it, it's good. To, I I love history and I love learning shit like this and yeah, yeah. talking about it. Hunter, I know you really haven't been able on the mic, but okay. it's kind it. of a good segment for, for Christian to take over because for the ones that do listen and maybe want to hear something different, here's your something different. So do you think at some point, though, 
in our lifetime there there will be another world war or do you think there's going to be another world war anytime or was world war one world war two pretty pretty much it just because or civil war (laughs) if you've paid attention to what's going on in the world um hey dude i've been what's going on and real fast in in the middle east what's up with the 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 israel and and them like they're always fucking constantly shelling each other well, you know it's, it's what is that land, about? It's about land dispute, and that's kind of like one of the things that they're always killing hush, civilians. It's, it's kind of hush hush. Is this like Israel claims that their borders are is like this line that they keep drawing, and they keep drawing these lines, but they keep expanding their lines. And that's one of and, our allies, aren't they? Yeah, and that's the main reason why they're expanding. Like I'm saying, like they're they're modern, they're modernized to the point where it's almost like fighting people with spears but their their technology is so much more advanced than the people over there that who's going to stop them who's going to who's going to tell them they can't do that and that's the main reason why they're shelling civilians and shit is cuz Israel's like you know this is a, this is our line now can we just tell them like hey chill out or what i mean i mean, we, I mean maybe have we it hasn't it hasn't worked no it's not going to work and There's, you do you think like them having us on their side they're kind of abusing the power oh hell yeah cuz they know all oh, the americans they're with us and it's kind of yeah. like and then I'm over here, like, as the normal American, I'm like, man, these motherfuckers are killing some innocent, innocent yeah, civilians, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm seeing videos of little kids crying and dying and dads yeah, holding a, their babies. And, why we're not watching our world. Yeah, dude. Like and it's not really shown over here. It's really, I see it on Twitter, and it's never really in our news. I only find it out on Twitter, and that Twitter, and it's usually, like, CNN or whatever the world news is, they report it. And I'm like, fuck, dude, that's, yeah. that's fucking terrible for the people that live over in the Middle East. So, because not only is it like Afghanistan and Saddam Hussein and this and this, I would I, I don't know if it's correct or not, but I'm gonna say it. But like seeing Israel is kind of like fuck, like it's fuck up. they're just they're just doing whatever they're just doing whatever they want over there. Yeah, honestly, and that's that's and that's scary. No, it's super scary because they we don't really have uh, really too much to say to them. You know what can you say? We've, we've armed them. They're our ally. We stand behind them now. Do you think that they're 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 I mean, it's just rankings, but like looking at it, do you think that some of their stuff is bet way better than ours? Uh, no, I I did see something from their uh, military that was pretty sick. They have this mortar system, it's and uh, <laughs> it's really dope. It's like this really beautiful. It was like I don't know. It's the most beautiful mortar I've ever seen. It's like has chrome and shit on it, and it was very snazzy looking. And they were dropping. I mean, it was like fifteen round. I mean, in fifteen rounds, dropped like uh, or. 15 seconds, they drop like four or five rounds, which is pretty cool. But that's just typical uh, mortar fire. But now some of the stuff they have, like we've we've bought. And that mortar that they were using was modernized to the point where like it was like a smart, it was a smart mortar where you can put it on the back of like a Humvee and shit and fucking shoot it off of fucking Humvees and shit. Nah. Fucking APCs. Damn you control shit. your fucking, uh, your ammunition and stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's funny. Don't get me wrong. Anyway, tell me about getting like we're not making him in. Yeah, look, look uh, uh, Twitter, uh, Reddit. I try to keep up. Yeah, talk about Russia, Israel. Uh, I try to like, watch videos since 18 up. I just know nah, we can get up. Yeah, those 18 up videos. Those are pretty gnarly, man. The, yeah, you got to be. That's death or something in there. But I don't know if you saw it or not. But did you see what the Russians did to a dog? Oh God, no. no. They carved a Z in its snout. Was it dead, I'm sure? No, it was alive. Ah, well, yeah, it's fucking... 
That's, you know, and then hearing about stuff like that, and then they castrated that Ukrainian soldier. I saw that, and that was terrible. Yeah, it was awful. I've seen some crazy shit on best gore and shit like that. You know, I've seen some gnarly shit that I haven't probably should have never seen in my life. But to see that, another man get his balls cut out, cut out of his body while he's alive in some in some form that was that was crazy so whatever these people have done and then you know what's crazy another thing is i've heard uh uh i think zelensky has come out and said and that's the ukrainian president he has come out and said that they've had 400 mass burials in the curzon region and one of the one of the cities they took over there in that area there was 400 mass graves 400 mass bur- uh mass burial graves and that they were pulling out the bodies. The bodies they were pulling out, obviously, they were still... You could still see, still see some meat. There was still some, some part human there in a skeleton. But it was kind of like they had their hands tied behind their back still. And, they, uh, and then there was a lot of the bodies that had Ukrainian bracelets on them. So they were just innocent civilians. Yeah, that's the Russians for you. And a fucking hole, bro. Hunt... hunt numerous people in a fucking hole. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm glad Biden... In the ground. Hurts. I'm glad so I'm glad uh, Biden has ramped up uh, sending all that aid and stuff to Ukraine because it's going to prevent their people from being genocided. And obviously they're going to be able to protect their lands. But this is like David versus Goliath in the Bible. And uh, David's going to de- defeat Goliath. I mean, they are now. The only way that Russia can even save face is if they full uh, mobilize their nation and try to send an actual like full on like. What happens if they do that? What do we what? What I mean, Ukraine, Ukraine is going to stand mm. with what they have, and they're going to yeah. give it everything they have. But if Russia does a full force, like they're going to throw everything they have at it, which I'm sure they have, but I, 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 I feel like they really haven't thrown it at it. Yeah. What if they do do that? Uh, it's, yeah, do I mean, we if, do if, we send more? Yeah. Oh yeah, if we if we, if we continue, if does, all they need is just more HIMAR systems and artillery systems that we have from the from our nation and from the European Union or NATO, like. And that's it. That's all you need. Because, I mean, we barely just started sending our stuff over there. And I would say within the last month or in that month and a half, two months. And during that time, they were able to look at the... They, I mean, they've launched a fucking offensive on it. Yeah, they went the, from in defending the first two, to, in the two to, months of getting yeah. us. They're, they're already on the offensive with our shit. Yeah. So if we just kept on sending more shit, not only were they able... They would just be able to hold their lines better. That's and that was crazy because when that shit first happened, G... It was like, I hope the Ukrainian just the Ukrainian don't break, don't break, don't let them take Kiev. Yeah, don't break, good. don't break. And now, February, what is it? August? Was that five, six, seven months? Yeah. These dudes are on the push. Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're pushing literally forward, driving them, like driving them out of their country with their own so shit. If they that fully you're modern, <laughs> if they fully mobilize, I mean, they're already at fifty-four thousand casualties, so that would probably triple, and about two or three months of combat, especially if we kept on sending the Himars over like we are. It's, it's insane. Oh, dad just sent a, from Reddit, a blue and yellow letter to a Russian conscript, conscript music video made from clips from the sub. Yeah. I, I can't watch it. So we'll end it on this Christian. Hey, I don't, I don't know. That would be cool to do a military take at the end of every segment. Or every other segment. Because you have so much history. And you have so much. I wouldn't say history. You have so much knowledge of history. 
that I love listening to that shit. No, no, I, honestly. I try, I try Hunter, yeah, Hunter, we, we didn't... Re- I was sometimes just saying the same thing Christian said because it just right. sounded cool to say. Yeah, same here. Because I was in just shock of how much knowledge you have. But that was cool, dude. Oh, no. Yeah, we'll, we'll take over. Though, the, like, it's yeah, crazy. that's like, I appreciate fucking awesome. that, man. But it's like, yeah, it's just, I like war. Or I, 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 and that's what I'm saying. I don't like to romanticize war, but I do I do like learning from history and Same learning from that stuff because that's like some serious, interesting stuff. But the next war, the next actual like modern war is going to be crazy because as you were saying, you highlighted it a little bit. Um, the, the drones, man. Like I've heard of drone drones, but not like personal drones dropping grenades on stuff so i'm imagining the u.s is making something or they probably already do or they have a drone that has a you know little little pockets on their drone where they're dropping shit like that and then they're it's gonna get it's gonna be the point where it's kind of like you're not gonna know where you're gonna get uh, killed from it's kind of like when you remember in that the drone you would throw in call of duty you just throw it in the air yeah Yeah. and it would go find somebody maybe that's what they'll do next Cause that's what that's what these I know Ukrainians have strapped some little mini bombs to them, yeah. grenades and stuff, and they'll go they'll go crash the drone into a group of people or into a tank or a, a supply chain that they have the Russians or, you know, there's a lot of videos of them flying that drone over and then they just drop the bomb on the on the line yeah, of that, Russians. That's what there. I'm saying. Like it's gonna be the that's like the next evolution of this war, is is those little personalized drones just. Flying around, dropping grenades. I mean, I imagine almost every unit is going to be outfitted with those drones now. And isn't that crazy that the Ukrainians are using drones as a UAV when we actually have as a UAV and as as like an actual weapon? When we actually have, we sent planes, we sent aircraft in the sky to uh, to Iraq to see where these Iraqis were at. But the Ukrainians are doing it with drones, and we have what the stealth bomber and. We have our own drone that, you know, we can see anything and everything from the fucking sky. And these guys are like, they're just doing it with little drones. Yeah. I that's mean, how, that's and, how they're and, finding and that's these the other guys. Thing too, that like, that's just crazy. And that's what everybody, uh, and that's kind of like behind the scenes, is the intel that the Ukrainians are getting. They're able, and the reason why their offensive was so good and how they were able to hold some of the lines they were is because if you look, I mean, the weather, or not the weather, but the information that they have. Like if our satellites are, we've probably got about like three or four satellites. Nah, not even, probably like. A shit ton more satellites than that. Positioned over Ukraine. Sending real-time pictures of real-time information of the shit that we're seeing in the uh, in, in space. You know, like, how are, how are the Ukrainians able to, to, de- to detect off. where the weak spot was in the, in the, Russian, the Russian lines? So is it it's because we have fucking satellites up there, you know? And, and, that's, and that's what's crazy, too, is that, like, they're getting real-time information from, like, the best nation in the world when it comes to that shit. Like I said, I used to that brother Christian yeah, about that. Shout out. It's like, as hell, I gave my brother and aunt the whole thing. That's just crazy and hellfire. I'm in a city that's in like a war zone. I have to find a war zone like, like, and it says like a drone. If they had like it, um, it'd be nice. You're going us, so whoever make an idea and make a drone. And fire Russia. What's the next? That what's the next? The next line to fight, and they left. I watched video about the Russia left their tape behind. They left their watches behind. They left the artillery. You know, shoot the bomb up in the air. They they left it behind. 
That's the Oh, yeah. And Russians were leaving. Yeah, they're leaving everything behind. And that's the crazy Tanks, thing. soldiers, weapons, oh, everything. Yeah. The crazy thing, too, is that, like, the UAVs, this is just the beginning of the, the personal, like, the personal drones. I mean, the U.S. has always had, like, like predator drones and stuff. You know, stuff that they can control with, like, weapon systems and stuff. But I'm talking, like, these are drones that, like, you can just buy recreational like some of the drones are using are, are, are on the bu- are on the budget of anywhere from like six hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. The the budget or the drones that we use for the for the U.S. Army and stuff and the Marines, they're upwards in like thousands of dollars. These are just like middle of the line drones. So and that's what's kind of crazy and like, and what I was trying to uh, and then reiterate is that like back when uh, we had a uh, well, like World War One and stuff like the biplane. The, the, that's how we got, like, aircraft is from biplanes. Biplanes, like, would go around and scout the battlefield and take pictures in their little biplanes of, like, the battle lines and of the trench lines and stuff. And that, then eventually got crazy. to the point where that was, like... And then we would uh, they would retrofit them with, like, machine guns on it, and they would have to shoot the machine guns from their cockpits. Well, then we took that a step further, and we turned those biplanes into, uh, you know, airplanes, and we started using those as fighter. As fighter, like, you know, fighter jets and stuff. And then we saw the evolution of planes. You saw the evolution from a biplane to, like, a fighter plane to, like, jets and to, like, you know, Generation 5 technologies. And this is where this is just, like, Gen 1 shit in in drones right now. So the stuff that they're going to be able to do with these drones is going to be fucking insane. Like, the future of combat's, like, going to be fucking crazy. It's going to be scary as fuck. Yeah, I heard about that Queen, Queen Beth. Queen. Oh yeah! Shout out R.I.P. to Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, R.I.P. to Queen Elizabeth, and uh, another R.I.P. Uh, Uncle Dundee. September right. September fifteenth. He's been gone three years. Yeah, I saw so uh, and Grandma, uh, seventeen. So rest in peace to our loved ones. It was because uh, what's his name? Kate Charles to take over, and and then his son, Prince Troy, and be in that charge. I, I'm asking that from a girl. Who's gonna win today? Us. Or your kind of state. I'm gonna go Texas Tech. I have to. Texas Tech. Guns up, suns up, guns up, horns down. Wreck they stole our colors. Fuck them. We're beating them. Yeah, we got to. They're ten point favorites. So, yep, NC State is. So, uh, Texas Tech's gonna win. Let's go, wreck them. Let's go, baby. All right, uh, that's it for me. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys are still here, hell yeah. Uh, we're gonna get down to I don't know better some better. Uh, episodes and stuff, but yeah, I want to say thank you guys for still being here. This is your boy Titson. I'm out. Go tech, baby. Please. This is your host. I'll see you guys later. Have a good weekend. Have a great football. I'll see you guys later. Peace. What a beautiful episode. We uh, changed it up, threw some military stuff in there, and we uh, just wanted something different. We hope you guys like it. You guys be careful out there. Love each other. Take care of each other. Tell somebody you love them. Because there's somebody out there that uh, is relying on somebody. So you guys take care of each other. And we will uh, get another episode going. Thank y'all. Peace.